The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, welcome to a special episode of Astros Baseball brought to you by RamShirts.com. Go to RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs and also brought to you by our friends at Dugout Mugs. Go to DugoutMugs.com and swig for the fences. So tonight, what makes this episode special is we are bringing on a very special guest and we're going to do five fair or foul questions. So without further ado, let me bring him on, Houston Astros pitcher, Mr. Kent Emanuel. Kent, welcome back to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me. Hello, hello. Greetings. So before we get into these fair foul questions, and I'm just letting you know it's more than likely going to be fun. It's not all baseball. It could, could be about anything, just whatever I can come up with on the fly. But but last time you were on, you're in the still in the minor leagues, and I haven't got to talk to you, you know, since you made your debut, and it was a really really good one, and I would have to say it was the pitching performance of the year. So talk a talk a little bit about that, you know, like what you were doing when they said, "Hey, you're in." We all know the situation. I think it was Odorizzi or somebody got hurt yeah. in the first play of the game. And they're like, you're in. Just kind of relive right. that for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, it happened quick. I mean, I don't think anyone anticipates going in after one batter, you know. Um, but that was the case. You know, I, I was, wasn't was even completely settled in yet in the bullpen. You know, we were all kind of still shuffling around, getting your, you know, getting your act together. You know, you have your your snacks, your drinks, your gum, whatever it is, you got to get your seat, you know, it's just, you know, the game's starting. So you, so you're just, you know, preparing to, to settle in and, and get ready. And felt like didn't really have time for any of that, you know, with it being only, I think it was four or maybe five pitches in, um, you know, we see the, the training staff come out and the, and Dusty and Strami going out there and, you know, anytime you see the trainers come out in the bullpen, you immediately assume that someone's going in because I feel like it's very rare that the training staff goes out there and then go, returns to the dugout without taking the, the pitcher out just because just the, it's just the nature of the beast. You, you need to be cautious with that. So, so they go out there. So we all are, you know, thinking someone's about to go in. And sure enough, uh, Miller says, hey, get going. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. It was your debut. You hadn't pitched. I think the night before, maybe they they got you up to warm up, but you didn't go in for some reason. But That's you right. go in, and I remember on the telecast, they're like, we we were just hoping to get two or three innings 
out of Kent, and you you threw eight and three fourths of an inning. I mean, not three fourths. I said that earlier. Two thirds of an inning, eight, almost a complete game. It, it it was amazing, very amazing. And then continuing into the season, you became like one of the most reliable, exciting guys in the bullpen. But then then you had an injury, and it was all over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The uh... You know, as far as that first game goes, I was I was stretched out as a starter. Um, so I had been I was prepared to throw, you know, I think it was 85 or maybe 90 pitches. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I entered that game, knowing that I had been stretched out as a starter. And obviously it being the first inning, I just treated it like a start. And I think that's kind of what, you know, what the coaching staff did, too. So, um, so I knew I had some, some real estate as far as, you know, pitches and innings. Um, and it just worked out that I was able to be pretty efficient that day. So yeah, I was able to finish it. Yeah. You also had to warm up out on the mound in front of everybody that that had to be pretty challenging. Yeah, no, that was terrible. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, so, so my, my injury, the one that I, I went down with, I actually tore my UCL the beginning of 2020. So, um, you know, and I, and I got some injections and I rehabbed and tried to go the, you know, the non-surgical route. Um, and so, you know, my, my arm wasn't feeling the best. Um, and because of that, my warm-up is like, at the time it was like triple as long as anyone else in the bullpen, just cause I feel like I had to have everything in my body working perfect um, for my arm not to feel like crap pretty much. So, so having to do that on the, on the game mound, you know, when you, you know, you don't really have, you know, it's not like I could bring a foam roller out there and start rolling out or bring out all my bands and this, that, and the other. So you're basically just throwing to get warmed up. And that's, that's not what I had been doing up to that point. So yeah, that, that was terrible. But, but, um, I think just the excitement of, finally getting to play some baseball again was uh you know kind of kind of balanced that out for me yeah like i said earlier it was really awesome and the fact that you had been on the podcast before and you know that i met you it made it even more awesome so how's the rehab going when can we expect you back uh rehab has been has been going along pretty smoothly knock on wood i don't want to jinx anything but but it's been smooth sailing so far um, this week I just started playing catch again. Um, so that's been, so that's been good for me just mentally. You don't feel as useless. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, um, so that's good. Uh, I should be, you know, if everything goes according to plan, I should be full go in spring training next year. So, um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's the case. Oh, good. That's pretty exciting. We, Speaking for all Astro fans, we're pretty excited to get you back next year then. Oh, thank you. All right, so let's jump into this. Fair or foul? We got five questions. And luckily, you really don't have to be up to date with what's going on with the Astros now to answer these five questions. Okay. All right, number one. Someone brought this up the other day, so I thought it would be a good one. Should Major League Baseball... Um, but let me take the word should off because you have to say fair or foul. 
Nope. Okay. Should Major League Baseball change the format to the top five teams, regardless of division? Who, whoever the top five teams are, the number four and five are the wild card. It doesn't matter what division. Should they do that? Fair foul. Ooh. Start. So you could you could win your division. One. You could win your division and finish fourth and be a wild card team. Right. Right. I I, I see what you're saying. Um. Oh, that's tough. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say fair. I'm going to say fair. You know, I feel like, I feel like teams, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit different in baseball because you play so many games that it's hard to quote unquote, you know, hide behind an easier schedule. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you want to see the best teams play. Um, So I'm going to say fair um, on that. You know, I, I would, you would hate to see a division not have someone go in though. That's, that's probably, that's the one thing sticking out in my mind right now as to why I would want to say foul. But, but at the end of the day, you want the best teams to be in there. So, uh, so I'm going to say fair. You know, I wasn't even thinking about it that way. I was thinking like the division winners would make it and there'd be two wild cards, but the rankings wouldn't make a difference. But if it's top five overall, it could be four teams from the same division making it, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how the math would shake out. It, it there's. I mean, because you play in division more than yeah. any anyone else, may, maybe it's mathematically impossible for yeah a division winner to not be in the top five. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, but but it's an either. interesting concept. At the end of the day, like <laughs> I said, if you just zoom, if you just zoom out, you want the best teams to be in. So so yeah. I'll say fair. For me, I guess I'll say foul. And only because baseball is kind of made up of divisions and you play your division opponents 19 times. And I guess it's kind of nice for someone to come out of a division and be rewarded for winning that division. But, you know, it's kind of bad. You know, you have football. Sometimes there's teams with losing records that make the playoffs. And the Astros had a losing record last year, but they expanded them. But so, okay, you say fair. And I say foul because I'm I'm a I like having a division winner. So yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lose sleep over it either way. I'll put it that way. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. This is a hot topic, depending okay. on what side of the fence you're on. Yeah. Vaccination cards to enter ballparks. Fair or foul? Ooh, that is a hot topic. Um, <laughs> right. Um. I I'll think it depends foul. on what your I'll, political view is. Yeah, yeah, it does. It is a this is a bit of a politically charged question, but I'll say foul. I, I think that, you know, I'm I'm pro vaccine, but but I don't like mandates. So, you know, I, I wouldn't mind. I'll t- I'll tell you one thing though. One I, one thing I thought was interesting was the Blue Jays earlier this year. They had a section of their stadium for, um, you know, distancing this, that, and the other, and another section where if you were vaccinated, I think is if you were vaccinated, they allowed you to pack that section. So if they yeah. want to do something like that, you know, but, but at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that I'm going to say foul. I'm going to say foul. I don't think you <laughs> should have to show you a vaccine passport to get into a ball game. Yeah, I guess it depends. But for me, the only reason I'm saying fair is because it it wouldn't bother me. I have the vaccination card. I'm vaccinated. 
if they say you have to show your card to get in the game, I have no problem with it because I'm already vaccinated. I don't feel right. like, I guess if I was like against being vaccinated and I, my, my belief was vaccinations don't work. I mean, I guess I would be pretty upset about it, but just for me personally, I wouldn't care. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'll say I'm stupid. foul. <clears throat> So it's kind of foul to make people do something they don't believe in. But just me personally, I wouldn't care. It wouldn't bother me. Yeah. I, I feel like um, I feel like if you're in the boat of everyone has to be vaccinated to be in the ballpark, I don't know if it's smart to be in a place where 50,000 people are packed <laughs> in any way. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll stick with foul. So I talked about that the other day with a friend of mine. Is that... You know, just going to Houston, there's 40,000 plus people in that stadium and you haven't heard anything. You know, like there hasn't been an episode where it's like, okay, there was 40,000 people got COVID because they all went to the Astros game yesterday. So there hasn't been like a huge outbreak or anything from people going to sporting events, but there has been from going to parties. I guess that may be a little different, but. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. I have, I have no that's kind of weird, I right? I mean, that would shut it all there, down. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, that would that would shut it all down. Fifty thousand people got COVID yesterday. <laughs> all right. So number three, we've had you know last year to get used to it. This year to get used to it a little. The extra inning rule with the runner on second and extra yeah. innings, fair or foul? Foul. It's foul. <laughs> uh, As a pitcher, that's that's a good point of view from a pitcher. Well, I, I mean, I think just anyone, you know, it it takes away the value of someone getting on base. Um, I just hate the idea. I just hate that it's set up where a team could win a ball game without getting anyone on base. Yeah. And that's such a big part of the game. And I don't like seeing that eliminated. You know, when you, you start an inning someone on second base, you could get them over in a number of ways without reaching base and then get them in without reaching base. I, I, I don't like the idea of a team winning, winning a baseball game without any player having right. to reach base. Um, so, so I, I, I'm going to stick with that. I think it's foul. Yeah. You could probably have one team have a runner on second and have two hits in the outfield and that guy scores. And then the other team could have, you know, if let's say they didn't have a guy on second, they could have three hits, load the bases, and not score. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I could see that. As a fan's perspective, it doesn't really bother me, but I'll say foul as well. I don't like it. Yeah. It, it doesn't I, I really do I anything. Like, I don't. It seems I, like everybody scores. Yeah. No, it, I mean, in terms of speeding up the game, which I think is, you know, the, the main point with this yeah, so we don't is. have you know a 20 inning game it has definitely worked there's no question about that um uh, you know i don't remember the exact numbers but i do remember reading about how it has shortened games but but like i said before i just hate the idea that a team can win a game without a batter having to get on base or hit a homer and um and it's like you know, I feel like some of these extra inning games, be- because of that, it feels like the better team didn't necessarily win. Like, I, it kind of some games feel like like 
they're unfinished almost because you feel like the team didn't really win the game. They just sacrificed them over and hit a sack fly or something like that. No one had yeah. space. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. I think there was a game this year with the Astros where they, lo- they loaded the bases in the top of the ninth inning and they couldn't score. Then they go to the 10th inning and they lose. Cause I don't know. I, it just amazes me that you can't score with the guy on second. It's just yeah. it, whenever someone can't score, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, also, I, I don't, I, I don't get like, it. Uh, I feel like the, the rule also, so it certainly devalues getting on base because you don't need to get on base anymore to score a run. Um, and then it also, I think overvalues pitchers getting strikeouts. Um, Cause that's, that's the other thing it like turns into. It's like, which, which bullpen is going to strike everyone out? Um, because yeah, you're so that guy, guy doesn't move. Base. Yeah, exactly. You're starting with the guy on second base, even if you get, you know, a ground out to the right side and then a, a fly out, that guy's scoring. So um, it it all of a sudden also turns into it's like okay, which 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 closer or which bullpen arm on which teams can be able to strike out the side, and that's how you win the game. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. I I think it I think it really shifts. I think it shifts, um, you know, the the game in terms of, you know, how to win a lot, and I don't, and I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way, that they're not really earning the win. It's some kind of like gimmicky type lucky win. Yeah. All right, number four, mm-hmm. non baseball. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Breastfeeding in public. <laughs> you're you're at you're at you're at a restaurant yeah and a lady just flops her boob out and starts feeding the baby no covering up like what do you think about that is that fair or foul i'm i'm gonna say it's foul um you know i i can't imagine you know i feel like it is something that would make people uncomfortable and i feel like it's not a huge ask to not do that in public for everyone to see or at least yeah. it could be, or it wouldn't be a huge deal to be discreet about it, you know? So I'm going to say foul. Um, you know, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of instances like that where it's like, Hey, I know you need to do it and I know it's natural and all that, but you know, we don't need that in our face. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. as a guy, you could be like, Whoa, look, a boob. <laughs> but I mean, like the, the mom's, in this day and age, like the ones that just became moms, they're a different breed than probably what my mom was and what your mom was. And I mean, they, it just amazes me. They'll just like flop it out right in front of everybody. And it's not a big deal, but to me, it's a big deal. It's like, Whoa, like, yeah, it's put it, put it away. Yeah. I think, yeah. Some people just relish in it being natural, which is fine, but it's like, Hey man, if I, if I'm outside this restaurant when you're doing that and I start peeing in the bush, I'm going to get in trouble. You know what I mean? Even yeah. Imagine, yeah. So it's like, um, you know, I don't know. I, I'm going to say foul. It's too, it's too uh, easy of a problem to avoid. I think for it, for it. Yeah, I think so too. Like you, you, yeah. you couldn't, you couldn't feed the baby in the car before you came in. Yeah. yeah. You just had to flop it out. Right. Yeah. All right. Number five. It's I see it all the time, you know, going to different places in town and you see all the cars backed up is Starbucks. 
worth the wait? Mm, excellent question. Um, I'm I'm gonna. I can't not say <laughs> fair because I wait for Starbucks. Um, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big Starbucks fan. I think their cold brew is absolutely elite. Um, so so I'm gonna say fair. You know I think I think uh, you know I hate the I hate the line certainly, and I take advantage of the ordering ahead option they have. I feel like everyone should do that. Yeah, so those lines don't happen. But uh, but you know if I'm if I'm want and I'm also a coffee fiend, so that's a tough question for me to say foul on. If if I'm if I'm craving a cold brew from starbucks and there's a line in the drive-thru i'm gonna wait so <laughs> so i'm yeah. gonna say fair there's a burger place here in town and when i go eat there i don't care how long the line is so if you love starbucks i can understand that but for me i'm a big fan of just having coffee at home so i wouldn't yeah. wait in line for starbucks yeah. I, I i don't care about it enough to wait but yeah i feel that i i, lo- I love I love coffee. So, um, you know, if, if there's other coffee veil, it's not like I have, it's not like my coffee has to be Starbucks, you know what I mean? Um, so, but, but like I said, I do think their cold brew is, is top of the line. So if I'm, if I'm wanting a cold brew, I'm probably going to Starbucks. Well, that was five questions, but here's 5.5. Okay. Chick-fil-A is worth the wait. Oh man, Chick Fil A is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. People so, act like they've never had chicken before. Yeah, pe- so that's a that's a tricky question for me, being someone being from Georgia, you know. So, <laughs> um, so there's they the I don't know how I can't really speak so much for Texas and their Chick Fil A's, but I know back home those chick-fil-a's they have it figured out you are not waiting a long time they are an absolute machine um but i'm gonna say i'm gonna say fair i think chick-fil-a is great i think chick-fil-a is great and and if and if you gotta wait a little bit yeah so be it um, i ag- i agree too yeah. we, we have our chick-fil-a's in front of the grocery store in front of heb if you're familiar with that already uh-huh. living in houston for a little bit and the lines are always huge. And so I do what you do with the, with the phone. I order yeah. it on my phone and I just go park somewhere. I park in one of the spots and they bring it out. Yeah, there you go. That's, 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 that's what I do. do yeah, that's a good way but, to do it too. For sure, for sure. But it, it really blows my mind that Chick-fil-A and Starbucks has the longest lines in the world and people just keep getting in. I mean, they really loved what, they, what they're in line for. Yeah, they do. They got they got the they got the people going. They got them going. They got it figured out. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they could put a Chick Fil A next to the Chick Fil A, or a Starbucks next to. They could get they could open a Starbucks with five lane drive through, and it would still be packed. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I have but so in the off season, I live in Atlanta, and I'm I live on the line between Buckhead and Midtown. I'm, I'm, I'm in the thick of things and the yeah. Starbucks closest to me. Um, I'm, I'm not kidding you. When I say this, the, there's one that is across the street or what's, what's the term like diagonal, like caddy corner. Yeah. Like, it, like it, I'm telling you, it's not even, it's not even two tenths of a mile from each other. And there's two Starbucks there and I'm, and I'm sure the other one does, does great too. So 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're everywhere. It, I think it's the same at Texas Roadhouse. They could just put two of them side by side. That place is busy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these places, man, they got it. They got it figured out. The people love it. Yeah. All right, buddy. That's all I have. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That was fun. <laughs> all right. I'll have I'll have to bring you back. <laughs> get, get some more fair or foul. All right. Let's do it. All right, guys. For Kent, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.